Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Michigan has almost 12,000 bridges, and a huge chunk of them are in disrepair. We need to make it a priority to do the maintenance so they don't get into the shape that they are in now. How can thousands of state bridges be brought back from years of neglect? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Like it or not, here in Michigan, there is much talk about the roads. They're not so great condition and the inability of at least one generation, if not two generations, to fix said roads. But what about the bridges? Earlier this week, the MLK Boulevard Bridge was closed in Pontiac for emergency repairs. And in May, a man walking to a Tigers game fell 15 feet when the concrete on the Spruce Street Bridge over the lodge collapsed. And that was not immediately repaired, despite the fall. Now, that's just two bridges, for sure. And here in Michigan, we sure do have a lot of them. We're around 11,000. And so that's shared between MDOT with about 4,500. And then our local agencies own the rest. As the chief bridge engineer, me and my staff, we manage the trunk line bridges. And we also provide support for our local agency bridge owners. That right there, that's the voice of Rebecca Curtis, and she is the chief bridge engineer for MDOT. Of Michigan's 11,000 bridges, less than 4,000 of them are in good condition, and over 1,100 are in poor condition. How did we get here? For that, I turn to the chair of the Wayne State School of Civil and Environmental Engineering, Dr. Bill Schuster. We have multiple types of infrastructure. They're degrading just as fast as the other in competing for funds. And we're in a, a state of perpetual catch-up in terms of assessment, evaluation. And, and this is where project management comes into play. It's how do we take a situation where we have a dearth of materials and interrupted supply chains and then take that assessment data, how close to disaster are we? Sure, it's on MDOT's plate to be looking into and taking care of these things and working with local jurisdictions to make it happen. There's so much going on in the civic infrastructure space. We're divided as far as how much we can put toward bridges. From 2020 through 2024, Michigan is on track to spend about $3.5 billion to repair highways and bridges. That's a lot of money, but it's no match for the need. With so much to do, how does it get done? Part of that, as Dr. Schuster says, is project management. Here's Rebecca. There's so many bridges, and there's 36 million square feet of deck area that is in fair condition. I wonder how you even think about catch-up. Our strategic direction, first off, is to immediately address bridges of concern. 
And so that means we are going to do the inspections. We're going to tailor those inspections to monitor bridges as they age. We do them more frequently. And we can do temporary repairs if anything urgent comes up. And, of course, we can always close the bridge to maintain safety. Once you get beyond the bridges of urgent concern, we need to make sure that we do preservation and then balance that out with the replacements that are needed. We actually do multiple analysis at a network level as well as looking on a bridge-by-bridge level. And we come up with what our ideal strategy, because we have a finite budget, right? And so we take our budget and we say, how can we apply the available funding in the most efficient way possible not just to meet the immediate needs of today, but also to have the lowest life cycle cost. Bridges are built forever, right? But nothing will last forever if not preserved. You know, our superstructures need a little TLC or a lot of TLC. Rebecca from MDOT says the focus is shifting from construction to maintenance. Bridges are long-lived assets. And a lot of the bridges that we have in our inventory now are pretty old, especially when the interstate was being built back in the 60s and 70s. That's when a majority of our bridges were constructed. So now they're getting to be about 60 years old. And a bridge typically has a 75-year design life. Also, historically, when federal aid was given out, it was kind of a build program and not a maintain program. And it's only in the more recent history that asset management and doing preservation on your structures. Michigan became a leader in asset management and doing preservation back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But we're sort of addressing the lack of preservation and maintenance that happened in the years previous to that. And that, that's kind of an industry-wide problem. There are two kinds of climate change, right? There's the one scientists talk about that's happening slowly over a very long period of time. Think global warming. But also in Michigan, the freezing and thawing is a climate change that happens on repeat for several months. Those drastic changes wreak havoc on bridges. With climate change, one other issue that we are experiencing is that bridges were not designed to resist scour. Scour is the action that water picks up soil as it moves at a great speed, like in a river, and moves that downstream and can create holes. Those forces can act on our bridges, especially the older bridges that were designed without really taking into account the waterway size and everything that we would do on a modern bridge design. Once again, since these bridges are normally long-lived, they're still out there in our inventory, and you know they're one more need that we need to address as we have more frequent and more intense storm events. It's just one more need for doing replacements. While a harsh climate provides a major challenge to our bridges, the good news is that there are advancements being made. According to Dr. Christopher Eamon, he's a professor of civil and environmental engineering at Wayne State, he says there have been drastic improvements, but they're very expensive. So engineers have gotten creative. We could use potentially high-performance or ultra-high-performance concrete, which are much more resistant to water penetration and have much higher tensile stresses that would resist cracking. Another possibility is using steels that are corrosion resistant. There are stainless steel bars that are, that are available and, and occasionally used. There's galvanized steel that could be used and even non-steel reinforcing. There have been existing bars that are composite materials. Carbon fiber bars or glass fiber bars have been used and, and sometimes here in Michigan too. Again, these are very expensive processes and techniques. Now that said, MDOT doesn't really use spare steel bars anymore. So this is kind of an inexpensive fix. We're now, last few decades or so, 
all the bars in reinforced concrete decks are epoxy coated. It's a little more expensive than an uncoated bar. But um, MDOT reported very good results in terms of corrosion resistant because it, there's a, you know, a coating on the bar which protects it from that moisture and from the chlorides, from the salt. There has been much talk in this podcast about funding, and it really is a major issue. MDOT can spend the money as fast as they can get it. President Joe Biden signed a major bipartisan infrastructure bill that will include $110 billion across America for roads and bridges. In support of that was Michigan Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. We need to do repair our infrastructure. The last real investment was during the Eisenhower days. And there have been Republican presidents and Democratic presidents. Once we invest this money and really fix our roads, all of us have to make a commitment that they've got to be maintained. And it's an interstate system. This is from coast to coast. We can't let our roads deteriorate the way that we did. We need to make it a priority to do the maintenance so they don't get into the shape that they are in now. And I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. We've been talking about the need to repair infrastructure since the 60s. This infrastructure bill that we passed in Washington is the first bill that has passed in more than 40 years. In January, the state of Michigan received $112 million as the first round of a five-year investment in Michigan. Part of the issue is that bridges are not maintained by the same governmental organization. Remember, MDOT oversees the projects, but local municipalities, they're responsible for about 60% of the state's bridges. The congresswoman says we need to play better in the sandbox together. Too much in times past, we set ourselves against each other. Southeast Michigan is a region. When we have these kind of projects, be it water, water doesn't stop at a city's edge, and traffic that is going for economic development, trucks that are driving parts to manufacturers, uh, travel, it's important to the whole region. So we have to work together as a region. While the situation is dire, it's not time to panic, at least not yet. Here's Dr. Eamon from Wayne State one more time. You know, this doesn't necessarily mean that there's any kind of safety issue at all. So there may be some concerns about deterioration and concrete cracking or, you know, not from a structurally unsound point of view, but concrete may be falling off some of the exterior girders, for example. This may cause long-term maintenance issues, but, you know, this is not something that I would sit up at night worrying about crossing over a bridge and having a failure. The bridge design is at a level which greatly exceeds the expected loads on the structure. So even with some expected deterioration, there's a large reserve capacity left in that structure. And these bridges are periodically inspected. And if there is any problem that is seen, um, the bridge would be posted potentially and traffic restricted. So this is not a concern I would have from an engineering point of view. I don't see a safety problem with the structures. The goal of this podcast, it's not to fearmonger. You're not likely to fall through a bridge going to a Tigers game. But the issue remains extremely pressing. While things don't look great now, if more swift action is not taken, especially with climate change accelerating, well, maybe you will need to hold your breath for good luck next time you cross a bridge in Michigan. Thanks all around to Rebecca Curtis, Dr. Bill Schuster, Dr. Christopher Eamon, and Debbie Dingle. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at a-u-d-a-c-y.com. 
Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.